Trent Cotney and John Kinney are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. Hey, this is Trent Cotney. I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. And as always, I've got John Kinney with me. John, how are you doing? Hey, doing great. Glad to be here. A lot, a lot yep, warmer yep. where we're at than most parts of the country, I see. I know this makes it makes it worth living in uh, Tampa this time of year. So, um, you know, as we're getting closer to the end of the year, it's interesting the the calls that you know I'm I'm getting in. I'm sure you're hearing the same kind of thing. Um, a lot of the insurance and restoration industry is is actually struggling right now, which is um, kind of interesting. You know, you would think that you know gross sales would be off the charts. There's been so many storms between you know, hurricanes in Florida, some hailstorms, fire, this, that, and the other. But no matter where you are in the country, I've been hearing a lot of reports of, of insurance just not paying claims, you know. And what's happening is that, uh, you know, contractors are, are, they've hit that credit line too much. They have run out of cash. They can't make payroll. And, you know, I've, I've heard of many a contractor now going bankrupt. It's, it's, um, kind of a strange thing you would think with as much work that there is to do that you'd be able to figure it out. I mean, we've talked in the past about the importance of cash, that cash is king and, you know, avoid, you know, overextending yourself. But uh, interesting times, you know, more work than anybody can handle. But if, you know, you're not getting paid for it, then what's the point? Right, John? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm hearing the same thing. And, and, I, and I think part of the problem is just on the business side from what I'm hearing, with the insurance companies and even happening here in Florida, um, the, the roofs are getting done um, and then the insurance are fighting them. So there's a huge delay term. So if you're outlaying cash to do any of this, or you've expected a normal quick turnaround of insurance checks to cover it, if you, especially parts of the country that can uh, sign benefits, I think if you're not willing, if you're not able to front some of this stuff for 90 and 120 days minimum, you may be in trouble. Um, I think this 30, 60 days is gone. Um, even hearing a lot of construction, larger construction, non-insurance projects are getting closer to that 90-day normal pay cycle um, back to the way it was. So I, I think, again, you're right, cash is king. Um, and right now, honestly, if you, if you haven't got your cash in order, there's not a lot you're going to do if you've extended out because this, this, this ride's going to last a while, I think. Yeah, and it, it makes sense to diversify a little bit, you know, get into the retail space where you're not dependent on insurance payments, um, get into service. If you're in commercial, you know, do whatever you can to uh, get that cash in the door. You know, it's with the with the bankruptcies and a lot of the, the um, just general questions and on business, you know, you and I have talked about this in the past. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that any legal problem you've got that, you know, most of them, most of the legal issues that are out there, they arise out of business failures. You know, you don't have the right standard operating procedures in place. You don't have the right documentation. I always talk about sort of that that triangle of supporting documentation, which is your outward contracts to your vendors and things like that. Your safety manual is another um, point of that triangle. And then your employee manual and how you deal internally with that. Um, I... You know, there's a lot of contractors that want to get into the game. They see big money down in the storm-affected areas, and we're getting a lot of questions about, you know, how do I set up shop? What do I, what do I do? You know, and 
there's so many different things to navigate, not just from a business standpoint, but understanding your licensing, understanding workers comp. You know, for example, if you're, you know, coming from, you know, Iowa and you want to work in Florida, there's a, you know, you got to get Florida workers comp. Your Iowa workers comp won't work. Um, you got to have special things in your contracts, you know, statutory warnings, depending on where you're doing work. You've got to have uh, all different types of things, understand the safety regulations. It's a, it's a lot to take on. And a lot of times I see contractors too focused on the dollar signs and not realizing what the potential, you know, operational risk is. So, you know, John, you get calls all the time for, um, you know, it may be a, a project manager or superintendent or somebody that just wants to flip out and start their own business. You know, what kind of advice do you give somebody that's, that's looking to get started? Well, you got to, so the, th the key thing is, you know, if you're person X and you want to start, first thing you find out is what are your strongest points? You can be a great roofer. You could be a great, pro you know, understand how to run the projects. You can be perfect in sales, but you're very lacking in financial understanding, which is the worst thing you can really be in in our business. So if you, you have, you know, my first uh, talking to you would be, okay, so how are we going to handle this? How are you going to handle it? Are you hiring somebody? Do you have somebody coming in? It's going to do your books and understand all this, and you're going to concentrate on that. Because usually what happens to anybody going into their own business, their, the hats that they wear, their strongest hats always prevail, and the weakest hat always goes what I call the back burner. Well, in financials, you can't go to the back burner. I mean, if you go to the back burner, anything to do with financials with your company or understanding regulations. And, you know, like you say, you know, it's not about being an attorney. It's why you got attorneys to help you out. But I think you've got more and more regulations throughout the country in all these different states um, than we've ever had in the past, which makes it more difficult. You need to understand it. So definitely you got to have a financial understanding. So here in the state of Florida, if you actually take, you know, when you go to get your license, you have to pass a financial. And honestly, I've taken it. The financial examination does. You pass that. You've learned enough of the basics to understand operating a business. But that's not everywhere in the country. So you definitely need to understand that. And the process of coming into the state of Florida and getting a license is not overnight. It's a two-part test. You got to take your trade and your business. And sometimes it can take six months or longer to get both of those scheduled, especially if there's a lot of people taking it. So one thing I do caution anybody coming into Florida, there's over 20,000 structures down in South Florida that have been completely wiped out and inhabitable. They got to be rebuilt. Other than that, the ones that are habitable had a lot of temporary roofs put on them. So the business, the golden goose, doesn't always appear to be exactly what it, it seems to be. So just be cautious of moving all your eggs into coming to one area. It's like anything else. Storm work moves around, and, it, and, and it's not always the best model to, to base your business by. But have that understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think about all the different states and, the you know, where, where we've had interaction and, there are some states that have very little regulation, you know, like Texas or Montana, New Hampshire, you know, depending on where you're where you're at, relatively light on the government regulation. Then you go to places like Florida or California, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, if you're if you're doing uh, work within the, the city of Chicago, you know, or, or New York City, crazy amount of regulation. And if you want to move outside your geographical area, make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into. It's those, those unforeseen costs, you know, of doing business. You know, you, you really need to do some exploratory work before 
you jump into another geographic area because it's not just about labor and materials. It's about the unforeseen, you know, the taxes, regulations, the risk mitigation, all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's that it's tempting. It's tempting to just jump in there. But before you really look at it, you know, you might expend a bunch of money to go to one of these states and then realize you're going to lose a ton of money because of all the taxes or, or whatnot that you've got to comply with. Right, John? Yeah. So the other thing, caution to everybody concentrates uh, when they first start out on sales, um, you know, and a lot of times they'll spend a lot of money on, on sales training. And again, this is not against sales training. You need to be trained in everything you do. But one thing I caution tying it into financial, you cannot sell your way out of a cash issue or a financial problem. You, there, it's impossible. Mathematically, it'll never work out because every loss takes that much wins to, uh, you know, to offset. And you, you just can't do it. You will run out of cash before you can offset it. So what I mean by that example, you do a project, let's say it's an insurance claim, $100,000 worth of losses you've had because you can't get paid. And you're making $10,000 on projects. You need to do 10 projects just to get you back to zero. So at that time, you're still putting out expenses. So you're really not back to zero. You're probably at three quarters. So that's what I'm saying. It's a vicious cycle and it's very hard to sell your way out of. So you really want to concentrate on the financial end of your business. Yep, absolutely agreed. Um, had a busy year this year, John. It's been been a whirlwind. You know, I'm, we're getting closer to the end here, and I'm thinking about. Uh, I know you probably do the same. I keep all my my badges for all the expos. Yeah. And just just this year, I probably got you know a handful. I don't know how many, fifteen, twenty up on the on the back of my door this year. So, um, been a been a crazy busy year, but a good one. And, uh, you know, I want to end with a question that I thought would be suitable. Um, as you know, this is your favorite time, John. So Yeah, question. Um, yeah, yeah. So this one is, is uh, from Marie. Marie says uh, she loves listening to us. Thank you, Marie. Appreciate that. Uh, she wants to know that uh, basically she's saying, we got Thanksgiving coming up. What are what are we thankful for? I think, it's a, I think that's a good question, right? I mean, we're few days away from thanksgiving um it's always good to reflect so john i'll let i'll tee it up to you what are you thankful for well i i think me personally i mean i'm thankful one is i wake up every day and i'm breathing air i mean i like the simple things in life because nothing can happen unless that happens um i'm thankful for the opportunity to be healthy right you got to work at it but i'm happy for that um and i'm absolutely very thankful for my family and my friends so um i i think if you Take those core things, at least this is for me, everyone's different. I put that before everything else. And then I find everything else kind of falls in place. It does take work, but it falls in place. If you if you can wake up and you're happy and your family and everybody's healthy and you can go out and do what you got to do. So, um, you know, I think don't concentrate on the noise that's out there in our society today. There's a lot of noise. Um, it always has been, but even it's easier to get that noise because of the, the, the outlets that are there. But that's all noise. That's what it is. You control your own orb. There's no doubt about it. Um, no matter how bad things may seem, there's always something to be thankful for. And if you can wake up every morning and start out building block off of something you're thankful for, your day's going to get better. Your weeks will get better. And before you know it, your life gets better. That's some sage advice. I don't know how I can follow that, John. I guess I would say I'm I'm thankful for my family, you know, especially for their patience. I travel a bunch and work a lot and, you know, they've always stood by me. I'm very thankful for my health, 
you know, it's, it's, you don't uh, realize how important it is till you don't have it. Right. And that's uh, something I'm thankful for. And, you know, John, I'm thankful for you, brother. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't, you know, I love being able to get on here and talk to you and, you know, we, we've known each other for a while. So, um, you know, I, I want to wish everybody out there a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, it is uh, a great time to reflect and think about the positive things in life. And uh, I look forward to being able to take a little bit of a break and spend some time with family. So with that, with that, John, uh, we'll wrap up another episode of Law & More. I'd like to thank everybody for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Uh, stay tuned for next week for another episode. Uh, might delay it a week depending on where we are Thanksgiving-wise. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you got any questions for me, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm at trent.cotney at arlaw.com. John, how can they get you? It's uh, jkenny at cottonyconsulting.com. Great. Well, thank you guys again, and we'll see you soon.